The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Very active starting a business. It takes a lot of gumption. I really want to dig in deep, figure out what makes these people tick, how they are leveraging their success to make the rest of the world a better place. You know, maybe have a couple of giggles along the way. From the Pod 617 studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Kilroy Report, the podcast that shares the stories of entrepreneurs and agency owners doing extraordinary things in an ordinary world. Now here's your host, Tim Kilroy. Hey everybody, it's Tim. Welcome to the Kilroy Report, where we talk with people, ordinary people who are doing extraordinary things, usually in the advertising, marketing, and agency world. And I'm super, super excited today to have, have Brandon Ward on. So I met Brandon when he was just a, a fledgling agency owner, you know, a, a birdie right out of the nest. And we never found a way to work together. But fast forward a couple of years, and you, you might, if you're listening to the podcast, you probably heard Gray McKenzie from Zen Pilot a couple of weeks ago. Well, sometime after Brandon and I couldn't find a way to work together, and April of 2021, Brandon joined Zen Pilot and Zen Pilot, so you guys know, if you, if you don't listen to all these, is like a really fantastic ClickUp consultancy and they work with agencies and they help them uh, think through, organize and create processes and management structures. And they do it all inside of a tool called ClickUp. And it's an awesome tool. Gray and Andrew, the, the founders of Gen Pilot, are just amazingly nerdy, organized people. So truly, when I speak to them, I really feel like I am in the presence of greatness because they think in every way that I don't. And I'm so excited to have Brandon here, not because he's part of Zen Pilot. That's cool. It's that's like a weird, like cool happenstance. But I wanted to talk to Brandon about the things that happened between the last time we spoke and his decision to change things up a little bit. All right. So Brandon, how are you? I'm doing well, Tim. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate the yeah. intro too. A little bit of a windy story, I guess, right? From where we started to where we are now. Yeah, because when we started, you were, you had your agency called Advisory Cure. And the the thing that I remember is that you guys had skills, but you didn't necessarily have clarity correct um, yeah so 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 you know like like there's all sorts of stuff that you could do but it was really hard to say oh hello mr or ms prospect you need that oh as luck would have it that's exactly what we do and here's our process and we're awesome at it and you know we know that when you go through our process we're going to get these amazing results for you and then everybody will you know go buy a giant yacht Right. So, so what got in the way of that, that like sort of simple equation? Well, I think a simple equation isn't always necessarily simple in execution. So we, there was right, I think right. a couple. Yes. Yeah. Right? Simple does not mean easy. Yeah, right? exactly. And, and I think that was where, cause when we initially spoke, that was, you were looking to help us gain traction with kind of around yeah. that initial offering and structure, yep. right. With the things that you do and we were kind of determined to go our own way. Like I'm a pretty stubborn guy. So for me, it was just, I wanted to kind of slug it out and figure it out. Well, a couple of things, it didn't work as I intended. One, I think a lot of that, Tim, well, there's several things. Not getting clarity is crucial for any business. 
especially in the agency space, though, one thing that I found when I first started, I was determined to be an authority by leading through a process, just like what you were talking about, having a structured process. This is what we specialize and focus in. This is who we help. This is how we help them. And I did quite a few iterations of that. None really, none, there was one that kind of stuck the most, which was around helping physical therapists, exercise specialists that we really started to dial in. But the challenge was, I think for me, Tim, is I got too much in that we weren't following internal processes. I was doing a bit of everything. And eventually, man, I turned into a glorified kind of doer for a lot of my clients. They, and because I wasn't leading a lot of that interaction, it, it created problems. And I think that's where having that structure and having that clarity in your organization is so crucial because it defines the engagement where you start and kind of moving forward. And, and without that clarity, you just kind of get wish washed all over the place, kind of pulled in various directions. And so the combination of not having that clarity and then life circumstances kind of changing also was more of an internal process, realizing that I like certain aspects of the business and there's elements that I didn't like. So I wanted to focus and within my skill set that I felt was the strongest, but I guess long winded without that clarity, it becomes very difficult to build a, a scalable, successful agency. Yeah. And, you know, clarity isn't just, you know, I do Facebook ads and can generate 3.6478 return on ad spend, right? That's not clarity. Clarity is sort of, so, so since you suffered the opposite, how would you define clarity? I would say that clarity is having an understanding at an organizational level of what you do, how you help people. Like you said, it's not just, I can do Facebook ads and this is how we do it, but it's this is our onboarding process. This is our customer journey. This is where we're going to move with clients. This is how our engagements look like over an extended period of time. This is what our organizational clarity looks like in terms of roles and team members and who's doing what. This is how we, as Advisory Cure at the time, do our Facebook ads, or this is how we build landing pages, right? Because there's the thing that I found, and one of the reasons that I love marketing in general is that there's so much to learn. There's so many avenues you can go. It's always changing, but that also creates challenges because there's a million ways that you can build a landing page. There's a million ways you can do Facebook ads. So it's really dialing in at like the high level clarity of who you are and how you help. But also we lacked organizational clarity and structure around our processes and how we were working with our clients. It was kind of changing on a weekly basis out of the, the meetings that I was having with my clients. And that became very difficult to scale. I was working a ton, tons of hours mm -hmm. and just, you know, you're looking at profitability and you're like, why am I spending 80 hours a week and not even making, it just doesn't right. make right. any sense. Right. Making 473 an hour. Right. Yeah. Like this yeah. is crazy. <laughs> so, so, so uh, interestingly enough, you define clarity as all sorts of internal stuff, right? Right. You define clarity around, around onboarding process and, you know, and the methodologies. And, and I think one of the, the really challenging pieces is having the external clarity match up with that internal clarity, right? Right, because you know, like you can have an amazing process built out, but if you can't ever, ever get anybody to come into it, it doesn't really matter, does it? Correct. Correct. Yeah. If you were going to do this again, where would you start? Well, I think for me, it would be building those internal processes clearly. Having, I mean, a tool set up and built around. I mean, that's one of the things that I was drawn to ZenPilot, just how they've kind of formulated an operational system for agencies and the structure that comes with that and then leveraging tools that exist. But 
if I were to do it again, it would be combining that internal clarity with that external clarity, focusing because the agencies that I've come across that seem to do really well, they specialize in some way, whether it's their services and the type of things that they do, whether they're a branding agency or a web design agency, they've got a really unique process that d- creates these incredible outputs or people are super niche focused on the industry and target industry that they're going after. And for me, what's up? I'm sorry, Tim. Yeah. Or both. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And so having that combination of external clarity with this is who we're targeting, this is how we're going to help them. And then having that clear kind of internal structure of this is how we do work. So, cause I had a problem, what I did a lot was we would get new clients and Tim, for me, the problem wasn't getting clients. It was always, once I got clients, it was managing all the workload that came with that, delegating all that stuff. I had so much of that living in my head. Anytime we onboarded a new client, that's just a ton more work for me that I knew that I had to do. And because I wasn't communicating clearly, we didn't have documented processes with our team. It was just more chaos. And it was just a lot of slack, all that. So it just, it got exhausting. And so I think you have to define that clarity or you just mm-hmm. get lost in it. Yeah. So let's, and so, and thank you for that. That's really terrific. Let's talk about the, the personal part of this, you know, because one of the most challenging things about being a startup leader is your emotions, mm-hmm. because, you know, you're frustrated, you're happy, you're depressed, you're, you know, you're maniacal. Like there's you know, like, you're sort of like pulled in all sorts of direction, you know, and you're, you, you are frequently living in a really reactive state. So, so tell me, walk me through sort of the journey that you went on emotionally. Well, there it's the highs and lows, the thrill that you get when you start to gain traction as a, as an entrepreneur agency or not, right. When you start to finally see the value when you start getting people saying yes to you and and you're serving clients in a meaningful way, that experience is so exhilarating, but then without a substantial and viable business model in place, that's why that internal structure I've realized is so important just in terms of your profitability, how you're structuring your offerings, the packages you're doing, which comes to, has an external component to it. So, but that dropped all, you know, then you drop into these lows because you realize like, Oh, we just brought on all the, the new clients, but I'm not even making more money. Yes. We're bringing in more money, but it's almost like I would bring more people in and hire people. And then we would lose money. So it was just, it was such an up and down. And I love the, I love the feeling of solving those problems and growing, but then the lack of connection between the positive outcomes that were coming from that, it just got to be too much. And I think for me, being that just got married in, in 2020, having our first child on the way, priorities change, and then also recognizing that as a, as a person who I am and the skill set that I offer, like what I enjoy to do, I didn't think that being a, a really kind of a strategist and a marketer in the role that I was playing was the best fit. I really enjoyed the sales side of things. That's always kind of what I've enjoyed. And so there was a, an internal change where I realized I wanted to shift my focus as a professional, but also that kind of personal component of just changing priorities and the, the ups and downs that I just, I couldn't do it anymore. And so, so is there a part of you that thinks like, you know what, if I had just like, kept my head down and pushed a little harder, I could have made it through. Or is there a part of you thinking like, God, you just wasted so much time 
like trying to make yourself into someone you aren't. I've thought about this a lot, especially now working with Zen pilot, because I, I see the the error of my ways and how far off I was, you know, we like when we, I was using ClickUp too, Tim, that was another thing. Like I kind of came onto it in my own way and was leveraging that eventually, but seeing how these guys operate, seeing how we help agencies now and the things that we do with agencies and how they're operating. I real, I had a lot of work still to go, even if I was going to be running a successful six person team agency, right? Not even looking at a large agency. Yeah. So that to me was the biggest recognition is how far I was from that point. I do have thoughts. I mean, I, I just, because I'm a competitive person and I always love the entrepreneurial spirit, that's one of the you know, problem solving, being creative, nuances in work. But I do feel, and I've, I'm much more satisfied professionally right now where I am in the role that I'm in because it, it aligns with who I am. And to your point, like I see it, Tim, as a learning experience to recognize like it's okay to shed some things that we think we are, but we're not really and just let them go. That's a part of growing, you know, sometimes you have to yeah. evolve and yeah. you have to shed things. Yeah, no, I think that's really, that's terrifically true, you know, and when I'm working with agency owners, they often have the feeling that if there are things in their business that they're not good at, they beat themselves up over the fact that they're not good at that part. And, and they often try really hard and invest lots of time and energy and effort into becoming good at that thing that they are not good at. You know, as a perfect, for instance, for me, two things, you know, continually, you know, continually sort of got in my way, which are sort of, you know, forecasting and, and also, you know, the financial admin, you know, of the business sort of, you know, making sure that the bookkeeping was all was right. And, you know, I tried for years to get good at that stuff. Now the forecasting, I, I just figured out a system that works for me. I don't think I, I wouldn't give it to anybody else, frankly, but it, it makes sense to me. So I'm okay with it. But in terms of, you know, financial management, after like years of smashing myself in the face over that, I was like, Ugh, all right, somebody else does this now. And so instead of figuring out, you know, how I could do this thing, I changed those letters around and turned it into who could do this thing. Right. And if the answer to who can do this is me, that's the wrong answer. Right. Right. So, so I think, you know, one of the most important things in, you know, in an agency is, and especially if you're coming into an agency as uh, an expert of some sort, you know, if you're, uh, if you're you know, great at ads or strategy or email or whatever, you know, you come in with this skill set in this context. And many agency owners take on the, the mantle of, of client happiness as their sole mission. And, mm. and, it's and a it's, slippery it's, slope. <laughs> well, yes, because you know, when you put yourself at the head of an organization, your responsibility is not to your clients, it's to your organization. And so you know, the good CEO knows that their job is not to create happy clients, but rather to create teams and processes that create happy clients, right? And I think that's such a, that's like an enormous filter for so many folks because there's a lot of people in the world who call themselves agencies, but are actually, they are contractors with a system. And, and, and did you feel like you were in that spot? 
I 100% do. That's the, and what you were just describing, Tim, is me to a T in the sense that I'm relentless in terms of the growth mindset. I, you know, I'm certain that you can figure things out, right? Which, and I love learning new things. That became extremely problematic in the business that I was running though, because if there was something that needed to get done, a client had a request or a prompt on something, I would spend that time learning how to do something and then deploying it. But as you're growing an agency, as you're in the role of a CEO, which is what you should be doing when you're building an agency, you can't have your entire day be filled up with how to do specific tactical things that need to get done and grow an agency at the same time. So I, I constantly found myself in that state of always trying to figure out how to do these things, as opposed to bringing people in, like you said, good people that can do it, but then coupling that with documentation and process oriented work to where the work still not living in those very talented people that you're bringing in. Cause you want to have a sense of how something's done. So you have an understanding of the process, but you don't need to know how to actually go and do the thing. Right. But you know, just so you have a sense of, am I getting, is this an honest take on it or not ultimately? Right. So you just need to know enough, you know, like this is okay. Yeah. As are many of the agencies that I've coached, the people who are in, who have the easiest time in the early stages of growth, are the people who are not terribly invested in their in their particular channel or solution? Mm. You know, it's it. So, so you know, they don't come to it with any sort of preconceived notions about this is how we do it. Or, and so, and they are less of an artist, so they don't really care about mixing the paints or figuring out that particular tactic. You know, they're much more like, okay, so I like I'm selling a machine. Right. And I think that it's a very different mindset when you come, come to an agency as, you know, as a, as a craftsman or artist first versus someone who's like, okay, I'm now running a business. That's it. it. Tim, you asked me a question earlier. What would I do differently if I were to do it over? I would yeah. think about my agency like a franchise and build it like I was trying to build a franchise model. So you're yeah. documenting everything. You're cl- like, you're very clear about who you're helping out in the world and what you're doing. Like, it's a very, it's a scalable, repeatable business that you're building. That was, I just, I could never get my true north. And when you're constantly searching for that, you spend so much time spinning your wheels, you know, and eventually when life hits you in the face, you got to make a decision on priorities and kind of where you are. And that's where I kind of found myself. Right. So, so let's sort of, you know, get to the, you know, sort, sort of the, the penultimate moments in our, in the Brandon Ward agency saga. So, so, you know, there must've been one day where, where, where it, the thought of like, I've got to shut this down that like that started to grow more than like, we're going to make it through, you know? So what happened when you hit that point where, where, like we got to shut it down was more prevalent than, yeah, we're going to do this. Because, and that's, well, I think a lot of that really was driven. I have a wonderful loving wife and we're very open and honest. We have great conversations often. And we were just, we've been preparing for our first child. We have our first daughter on the way in a couple of weeks here. And so congratulations. Thank you, Tim. Super excited, man. And the, it was that impetus. It was when we were, when it was just her and I, and it it was okay to be in the growing entrepreneurial, like, it's fine. Like Ash and I are good. We can survive. Let's make it work. And she believes in me. That's the thing. She's, she believes in me and she's very supportive. 
So it was, but it was that the timeline of our child coming on the way and starting to realize that it just wasn't me anymore. It's not just Ash and I, right? We're not just a couple of uh, young married couple anymore. It's we're building a family and priorities have to change. And being that we've made the decision together that I'm going to be the primary financial earner in our family, that's when it started. Is this a viable path to continue plowing forward realistically with where we are as a family? And that ultimately is what kind of started to, and Tim, this was several months, right? It wasn't like one day I was like, all right, I'm shutting sure. down. It was, it was fighting myself every day, feeling like I'm quitting, I'm failing, I'm stopped. Like, I don't want to quit. And that was the hardest thing. Like, I feel like I'm giving up on this vision that I have, you know, and I believe yeah. about, you know, I believe in the space. That's why I stayed in the marketing world. Cause I do love the marketing world. You know, it's just, it was hard. You really have to do, I mean, you know how it is. You have to make these hard decisions in the kind of yeah. the dark of the night within the, the, the soul. So yeah, I think so, that's really so what drove it, drove it. Yeah. So, so I, so someone asked me a long time ago, Oh, what does it mean to be, you know, or what's the definition of a true entrepreneur? And I said, it's somebody who's too dumb to know when to quit. <laughs> right? right. I do feel that way because, you know, looking, you know, looking back across my agencies, you know, I, I went through a similar, like through a similar problem with my first agency, even though it actually might've been more dramatic than yours, but you know, there's, there, there is that sense, like, you know, other people can do it. Why can't I? Or, you know, like I, like I have more talent and more experience and I've got a better vision, but like, and why can't I put it together? And so you do run into those like self-identity things when you're making the decision to, 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 you know, to, you know, keep on pushing or to stop. And, and I'll tell you when I, the, the times that, that I stopped pushing, like, I really did feel like an enormous failure. Like I, I just felt, I felt like, oh, like, wow, like that, that sort of, that, that put me in my place. Like you gave up, right? Like you failed. Yeah. Right? yeah. That's, yeah. Right. And so, and how, and so how has, how did that transition from like, you know, like I'm, I failed to, well, Andrew and Gray, I will take your money and do a good job. Well, it, so to be honest, Tim, it was conversations with actually my wife. She, cause I was sharing this, you know, being vulnerable with her and she flat looked to me in the face and said, Brandon, you're the opposite of a failure. You're admitting that you're recognizing priorities as a family and you're making the difficult decision to decide whether you should shut down a business or not to prioritize the needs of your family. Like in my eyes, you're the ultimate success. You're doing, you're going against your own kind of need to be successful and push on this vision to prioritize our family. So when she kind of told me that and she's like, you're not, I don't see you as a failure, but it's a strength kind of made me realize like, wow, I get like, okay. And there's always the chance you can always start a business. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about this country anyway. And living in the States is like, you can fire up a business if you want to do this at some point in the future. And so it's, you know, Ray and Andrew, if you're listening to this, that doesn't mean that, that Brandon is moonlighting or steal your (laughs) clients, right? No, yeah, definitely like, not. <laughs> like, like, you know, like the dude just got the, got here. It's going to take him a little bit to figure out how to, you know, how to siphon off the top from you guys. So, so. <laughs> exactly. No, yeah. Yeah. And that well, and this is what I love about the guys. Uh, they're super transparent, just honest. I mean, so they know where I'm coming from, right? They know the world that I'm coming from. That was one of the big, re- that's actually what I was talking to Gray 
for an extended period of time about potentially working with them as well from an internal perspective. And I reached out to Gray because, so that decision happened. My wife and I had these conversations and I recognized like, all right, I got to make a change. And so what I started to realize to him is that internally from a financial perspective and kind of who I was like aligning with that, like the things that I enjoy doing and who I am and the financial goals that I have, a sales role makes the most sense because it's, it comes natural to me. I mean, I've worked obviously over my life to get, but it's, it feels natural to me. So I realized that because I come from the agency world, my thought was, well, I'll just go get a sales role at an agency somewhere. So I reached out to Gray and the guys, knowing that they work with agencies, thinking maybe they'll have somebody in their docket that could need a sales guy. And then it ended up me talking to them about what they, where they were. And it just kind of evolved over a, a month or so, like kind of slow talking and dating. And then here I am. All right. And you get married. So, so, you know, I, I know at my advanced age and after having worked for myself for, you know, 70 to, you know, 60 to 60 to 75% of my career, you know, I'm sort of irreparably broken at this point. I, I can't work for somebody else. It just, it's, I'm not constitutionally capable of doing so. And how have you dealt with the change between sort of calling the shops to having the shops called? Well, the culture here is great. The guys are, and that's why I, something past mistakes, I learned in the process this time to slow down and really be selective for me too, because there is the recognition that I have value as a professional and mm-hmm. that I don't need to just jump at the first offer that comes along. So there was one, a very natural back and forth between the conversation that we were having at Zen Pilot. And I came to recognize their culture and how they work and the role, what they're needing is entrepreneurial. And there's a lot of autonomy. And I mean, I have, I mean, that's another thing that's great about sales. It's pretty straightforward, whether you're doing well or not in your position, you know? Yeah, sure. So I like the clarity around the role itself and the entrepreneurial aspects of the position. And these guys are really smart and not to be, this is going to sound arrogant. Maybe it is arrogant, but people that I've worked for before. And a lot of times now this I've always felt in some ways that I'm just as savvy and equal at some level of mm-hmm. what we're doing. Right. This truthfully working with these guys, they're, they're genuinely insane with how creative and intelligent and, and organized they are. So it's the first time where I'm like, wow, it's kind of nice to not have to make all these decisions and kind of be the rock star all the yeah. time and kind of right. fit a role on a team. Yeah, though I I must say the uh, the good CEO you know, sort of doesn't make themselves the rock star. No, right. yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, and You're so like, you know, like you, yeah. So cool. All right. So so I mean, I think the, these this has just been a terrific conversation, and I'm really thankful that you you you've taken the time to spend with us. So what would you say to somebody who is starting to feel the pull of not, you know, starting to feel the pull of changing gears? Mm. You know, like, you know, you know, what, what, what advice would you have given to yourself? Well, I think honest self-reflection in my mind, even if it means changing courses or maybe pulling back on what you initially envisioned does not make you a failure. It actually, I think makes you very successful. If you can be honest with yourself and try and put our, you know, kind of the external drive to be something that we may 
imagine that we want to be, but in reality, where actually, where are we as an individual? What do we really enjoy doing? What do we actually want in the world? Like what matters to us? And I think when you look at your priorities and if you can be honest with yourself about who you are and depending on kind of where you are in your life, because it's going to be different for everybody, right? If you're a young kid, you don't have kids or anything right now and you're in college or whatever, dude, plow through it. Spend three, five years plowing through it and figure it out, right? You have the ability to do that. But if you're on the other side and maybe you like, so your circumstances in your life are going to drive a lot of these decisions, but more than anything, knowing yourself and having the ability to be honest with yourself and accepting that sometimes what we thought was for us isn't always the case. Yeah. It's a courageous move to be able to admit that, embrace that, and then pivot out of where you are. And it doesn't make you a failure. If anything, I I really think it makes you someone that's adaptable and growth oriented, and you're only going to be successful in your future ventures is what I would say. So that reminds me of, there's a Steve Jobs quote saying that, you know, he has, he's very, he was very proud of what Apple said yes to, but he was more proud of what they said no to. And I think that's sort of, that's sort of what you're saying. So, you know, there's, there are more no's than yeses. And so, and if, and if it doesn't, and if it doesn't feel like a hell yeah, it's probably a no. It's exactly. And that was that's what's kind of surfaced for me, Tim, is you start to realize, like, do you really want, because the reality is, man, is that doing this is hard. And if it was easy, everyone (laughs) would be doing it, you know, and you know this. Yes. And there's, and there are so many people who who have bought into the idea that this is easy, you know, you know, because you just know the Facebook algorithm, you know, you just let Facebook do all the work and it's fine. Yeah. Which Those people are selling courses about courses, about selling courses to how to sell courses, because they it's the reality is that it's tough, but that's what makes it rewarding. That's also why there's so much upside in this space is because it's challenging. Not everyone knows how to do this. And so if you have a skill set, you can organize yourself properly. There's a lot of opportunity, but that doesn't mean it's going to be easy for sure. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. Hey, Brandon, uh, we're rubbing up against time here. But I just really want to thank you so much for, you know, for your insight, your vulnerability. And, uh, and I'm really happy that you've landed with, with Ray and Andrew and the gang because they do good stuff. And, you know, transitions like this are sometimes awesome. Yep. Right? 100%, man. It's been fun. I, truthfully, Tim, I'm having fun. I haven't had fun in a long time, like, because I feel like I've done nothing but work for the last, like, it's just, <laughs> so this is the first time in a while that I actually feel like I have some balance in my life. I know clarity around my role and I'm feeling good. So I, I definitely appreciate you having me on, man. It was, I was happy to to get to share the story and, and I hope that others can find value in it and recognize that sometimes pivoting away out of what we think is right doesn't make us a failure in life. And it's actually going to bring us to greater point yeah absolutely everybody brandon ward from zen pilot formerly advisory cure who and he has moved on to a place where you know right now this feels like the perfect stage for him yep. thanks so much for your time and i appreciate it appreciate you mr kilroy hey it's tim thanks for tuning into the kilroy report your support means a lot if you liked this episode hated this episode whatever Please leave your feedback at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you do that sort of thing. And if you're one of the brilliant people who love this, think about subscribing. It'll do you good.